Well, thank God. Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold podcast is excited about season three and more fabulous guests. We've been talking with and sharing stories, experiences, and laughs with singers, songwriters, musicians, and independent artists in continuing gospel music at its gold. The guests on this show have tirelessly been on the battlefield to bring God's word through song, deed, and action. We also present tribute shows honoring those whom are no longer with us physically, but have left a legacy of gold with their contributions. We hope to continue bringing exciting shows and present great episodes and growing your knowledge in gospel music and its gold to keep you coming back for more. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. With me today is Patrick Foreman, who started under the direction of his mother, who had him singing as early as three years old with no fear. He became a lead singer in the children's choir in Hamburg, Arkansas. Over the years, he never stopped singing, even into his tenure in the Marine Corps. Patrick said, that his favorite part of singing worship music is that pleasing feeling he feels from God, like a father watching his son walk for the first time. God instilled that passion for music in his heart, and he gets to let it out every time he sings, lifting high the name of Jesus. In 2023, Patrick won Praise and Worship CD of the Year and traditional CD of the year at the Rhythm of Gospel Awards show in Dallas, Texas for Psalms 117. Patrick currently serves as prison jail ministry leader. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Hey, doing good, doing good. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. And I want you to introduce yourself Give us a little bit more uh, and talk to my audience about who Patrick is. (laughs) Well, I always say I'm just a humble servant. Uh, And and when people ask me about my music and (laughs) everything else that I'm involved in, I always just tell them I'm just having fun. You know, I'm grateful to be here. Uh, I am... (laughs) I am a blessed person. And what I mean by that is I'm an individual and this is probably going to shock your, uh, your listeners, (laughs) but it's also going to encourage a lot of your listeners at the same time. I am a singer who don't know notes. I am a creator of music who doesn't play any instruments. Mm. I am an individual who I write my songs, I compose my songs, and um, a lot of times I don't sing my songs. And what I mean by I'm a blessed individual is sometimes that's just how God is, meaning he will put it inside of you and then lead the people you need to you he'll place them in your path so so i've been fortunate enough i would say um 2019 in 2019 uh minister uh eric armstead phenomenal musician phenomenal minister phenomenal uh uh just the man <laughs> is <mine. laughs> it, it, it it is he's a teacher at heart but he took me under his tutelage, you know, and he just started pouring, you know, some of his knowledge into me. But he was the one who introduced me to now minister uh, Richard Davis, mm. uh, Richard Davis Jr., who is my composer. He's the one when I want to do something, the first thing I do is I reach out to Richard and we go into the lab. I call it the lab, which is the studio. And I'll, 
I will already sung it on my phone. We'll plug it up and he'll listen to it and we'll start doing the music right then and there. Okay. And he's connected to Stella Award winner musicians. So I'm blessed because through by God placing Richard in my path, he also brought in abundance these other phenomenal individuals who are experts at their craft. Mm-hmm. And then to one singer man, uh, Gray, just a, a, a tremendous vocalist who can sing all three. You know, you, you need him to sing tenor. He'll sing tenor. You need him to sing uh, alto. He can sing alto. You need him to sing soprano. The man can go. Uh, it, it is crazy, just his range. And that th- those are my ride or die individuals. So if I need vocalists, mm-hmm. to one singer man, Gray, you know, he sung with Bobby Jones and he sung with uh, Faithful Connection for years. So on his side, he's connected to, matter of fact, uh, uh, Michelle Prather, uh, who sung with Donnie McKirkland. Okay. He introduced me to her. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were, we were, I was like, hey, on Psalms 117, my last album, uh, I told him, I said, hey, I want a different feel. So I want to go to Nashville, Tennessee. You know, I want to go to Nashville where people talk about music all the time. And and I want to, you know, I want to do a song in Nashville. So we got uh, um, <laughs> we got musicians. We got the studio, everything in Nashville. I made a whole trip out of it. And he was like, you know, Michelle Prather is there. And I was like, for real? Oh, you think she'll <laughs> sing on this song? And <laughs> Tawan, Tawan, in fashion of Tawan, he was like, ask her. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he did a three-way call, and uh, sure enough, uh, she said, yeah. And we flew down, me, him, and Jaleel. Uh, Jaleel Brown, who is, it's, man, Jaleel, you talk about media, just a wealth of knowledge. Jaleel Brown, and uh, he he's... He's uh, John P. Key's adopted grandson. Okay. So, uh, I mean, adopted son. And his son is, you know, John P. Key's adopted grandson. So uh, just a wealth of knowledge, uh, Jaleel Brown. So to one, you know, God bless me to uh, <laughs> meet to one and through to one, just all these singers who I would never known or been connected to, you know, so I'm a blessed individual. I'm, I'm blessed that God, you know, put songs in me. And mm-hmm. then he also gave me the surroundings. Okay. Put it out to the, the world. Provision. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's why I tell people all the time. You don't have to, you don't have to have everything or be everything. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be obedient. If you if you are obedient and you go in the direction that he tells you to go, you will see that the provisions have already been laid out and made. And everybody you need, they're already on the path if you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now there is um James Chambers was um a phenomenal person in gospel music. And his philosophy was you have not because you ask not. Mm. And you take that into consideration and listening to what you're saying here is that you just, what did he say? Just ask. Just ask. If you ask, you never know <laughs> what will happen, how things will come, uh, come together. And God will blow your mind if you just let that vision of God and what you're doing uh, it sounds to me is that you're allowing God to work through you to do ministry. Yeah. So your main thing is that you write the lyrics. You have a thought of a song in your head of how you want it to go. And you just um, sing what you can in to the, cause you said you don't know notes. Yep. Bet you do. <laughs> 
I bet you do. Because <laughs> you've been singing. Well, you you said you started singing at the age of three. Okay. Your mother was the choir director. <laughs> so she had to have given you some direction in that. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I don't know how. <laughs> but I mean, I sing and I, I, I love singing live because okay. as soon as the band starts playing, I know where, you know, I need to go for, you know, my mind, I've been doing it so long that um, I know where I can go and where I need to go. And uh, I just let him do what he do. Uh, but so you're I saying finish. that. <laughs> so you're saying that if they put you in the key of D, you don't know you're in the key of D. Correct. You just okay. All right. All right. Come Correct. on now. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And that's that. That's uh, uh era, not an era, a area that um I want to get better at because you know I I love it when they be like, hey hey, put it in F, put it in F, you know. <laughs> Give me a B flat, you know. Give <laughs> you a B flat, and you singing in an F sharp. Yeah, uh, yeah. Word. <laughs> That's not the key. I just told you. Yeah, I've seen those uh, singers that get up and will tell people what key to put them in. Uh, put me in so and so key, and they are really not singing in the key that the musician is playing in. Right. <laughs> so I understand that there are. You know, some people have gifts and talents in that area, uh, and some people are learned, meaning that they have gone to schools and took the training, etc. I am a lazy musician. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I know how to read music, but I don't like to read music because it, um, how can I say, it kind of intimidates me, I guess. Mm. But you know, in, in reading music, it is an art to that. And some people don't understand that. And some musicians who are really into theory, music theory, they get, they're like, it's really easy. I'm like, for you, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it was, it was either Jimmy Jam or Terry Lewis that said, I'm a lazy musician. So I don't play other people's stuff. I create my own. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm a lazy musician. Yeah, okay. I, I like that. I like that term. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone is not gifted in that. And it's, I think that's very uh, forthcoming when you say, I don't know music, but I know what God instills in me to produce. Mm -hmm. So the first time that one of your songs, you were thinking it, you came across a musician, you say, hey, can you play this? Uh, and let's see how it sounds. And then when you actually heard the full instrumentation, what did that feel like? <laughs> it's an amazing feeling. And Richard, Richard always comments on this when uh, other people are in the studio with me. He says, Patrick loves the creative uh, process. Because I always leave room. I, I, I tell them all the time. I always leave room for creativity. Meaning, you know how some people go into a space and they only want it to be how they heard it. Mm. You know, this is it. That's not it. I need it like this. Boom, boom, boom. I'm not that type of person. I will lay the foundation. Here's the foundation and here's where, you know, it's going. And then I let them bring them into it. I let them, you know, put their own sort of flavor to it. Mm -hmm. And if there's something, you know, that I want tweak, I can tweak that. That's easy. But I know I'm going to get the very best out of them if I have their buy-in. Okay. Okay. And meaning if they feel it too. So when I give foundation and we're doing a creative process and they're like, oh, this is this will be nice with this. Okay, let me hear it. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> let me know. okay. Uh, now now let try this with it, you know, and that's how I love you know doing it. And when we finish the project, mm -hmm. it's amazing. 
it is truly amazing. And the feeling, for instance, like um, I always say this, I say a hit's a hit. It doesn't matter what year, what era you play it in. A hit is a hit. If you do, you know, uh, the correct process mm -hmm. and you have a masterpiece at the end, you know if it's a hit. Like, for instance, I will say it right now. A lot of people don't know about Psalms 117, but when they hear Psalms 117, especially the uh, special edition that I did, Mm -hmm. They're like, whoa, like, how come this isn't everywhere? And I understand why it's not everywhere, because I didn't put any restrictions on it. The song is seven minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. You don't play that on the radio nowadays, you know, seven minutes, 30 seconds. But when we made it, I told Richard, I said, I don't want to limit what God gave me. Mm. Okay. What he gave me, you know, was seven minutes and 30 seconds <laughs> and it's phenomenal mm -hmm. because because here's here's the piece about it is really it takes you on a journey because the tempo is quick at the beginning and then and uh angelica baylor who is a phenomenal singer the the girl is killing it now she was uh she sung back up for uh genuine okay. uh she was a background vocalist for uh genuine and she just put her own album out last year and she's doing a tour now with a uh, city winery. I mean, she's just killing the scene. And a lot of people don't even know Psalms 117 came out two months before her album. Okay. You know, they don't even know that she's the one who was killing it <laughs> on Psalms 117. And it is amazing. And, and here, let me tell you this. This is the funny piece about Angelica Baylor. Uh, she, she, her nickname's Jelly. She, cause she has a very, you know, her personality, just a sweet, sweet lady. So I met her two years before at just a DMV, you know, musician. Um, it was a, a workshop and she was one of the guests there and she sung. And it was my first time hearing her sing. And I was like, she is phenomenal. <laughs> and, and in my mind, all I was saying was I would love for her to sing on one of my songs one day. Okay. So I walked up to her after the show. I just walked up to her and I was like, oh, you blew me away. I would love for you to maybe sing on one of my songs one day. And she said, no problem. Here's my number. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, for those that don't know what DMV is, oh, explain what explain <laughs> what DMV is. <laughs> <laughs> so DMV is, is basically uh is DC, Maryland, and Virginia. So they call that, you know, the DMV area. They just kind of shorten it. But um that's all DMV is, <laughs> really stands for. The Northern Virginia, uh, you know, area mixed in with D.C. and uh, Maryland. So, uh, yeah, a lot of the musicians and artists will come together in the DMV, what they call it. Okay. And <laughs> it they do a music a workshop. With, correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so when we were making Psalms 117, um, at first it was a choir that was supposed to do that bridge in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I was just sitting, listening to the song. And I said, hold up. I hear a soloist. And I thought of Angelica and I was like, she would kill this part. And so I just pulled her number out two years later, sent her a text. And sure enough, sweet, you know, as can be, she said, no problem. And and, and uh, she came over and literally did it in one night. It was amazing. It was mm -hmm. truly amazing. So <clears throat> so it, it is to have that finished work and to also like what you were saying. So for me, it's not just the finished work that I remember because mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, 
I remember the entire process. So it really means a lot to me when somebody listens to it and they appreciate it because I know the work that went into it. Uh -huh. I understand, you know, all the different pieces that we did. For instance, even the hallelujah part that's uh, on, on uh, the end piece. Um, I went to Minister Armstead and, and it's funny, he teaches. So what I do is I actually, <laughs> I'm like, hey, minister, I need an hour of your time. When, 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 uh, when are you, you know, <laughs> when can I get on your schedule? And sure enough, I'll pay for that hour. <laughs> and I'll walk in and I'm like, hey, here's what I want to talk about, you know? <laughs> and, and we went over, you know, hallelujah, got it, you know, the keys and everything. And I recorded it, you know, with him uh -huh. in the parts. So now I just took it back to Richard. We got the notes. We got the parts. Here's how it is. So. I understand what went, what the entire song went through to get to that end piece. And yeah, it feels great. It okay. feels phenomenal, especially when it hits the mark. Mm -hmm. When you can listen to it over and over again and say, man, that song sounds nice. <laughs> now you, you talk about the time. And it is true that um, most radio stations, especially major major outlets, they're not going to play a seven-minute song. They used to do that years ago. Uh, whatever, mm -hmm. However long the song, if it was 12 minutes, 13 minutes, yeah, they played the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> but are you, with this market, is there an intent to do like what's called a radio cut uh, so that people can actually hear it on mainstream uh, radio. So uh, there actually is sort of a, a radio version on uh, on the album. Um, you can tell that I love Psalms 117 uh, because I put it on there three times. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I have uh, the first song is Psalms 117 with the uh, Hammond organ and everything. And then later on, I have a shorter version uh, that comes, it starts with Angelica Baylor, but the music is totally different. It's a, I call it the nineties mix because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be 40, 49 this year. So that was my era. My era was, <laughs> you know, the eighties and the nineties, you know, all that music influenced me, mm -hmm. you know, right when we, like we were talking before, Kurt Franklin, you know, coming on the scene. So all of that influenced me and that type of music influenced me. Uh, I, I had um, um, uh, Teddy Riley. I was fortunate enough in my 20s to be blessed to actually be able to sit in the background of Teddy Riley, who is uh, from Black Street, his okay. studio and watch him work so that watching him he had 128 track freaking uh you know board <laughs> board yeah and, and and just to see him work that dropped the seed you know inside of me so I put in that, you know, 90s mix uh, of Psalms 117, which is uh, shorter. It's four minutes and 30 seconds, somewhere around there. Uh, so they could play it on radio and it has a funky beat, you know, with it because it has that 90s mix uh, feel to it. And, you know, back in our, in that same era, you, you know, you had that bass. So it has some, you know, a bottom bass in it in the mm. background too so uh <laughs> so it, it, it's a very very cool you know mix and then i have the special edition that's on there which is the uh the first cut how we did it the first it's without the organ and you really can hear the guitar you hear everything and it's raw when i what i mean by raw is <laughs> uh before anything is done to the vocals 
Mm. So you hear Angelica Baylor raw. You hear Richard Davis raw. Matter of fact, on that version, Richard, when he sung that night, his uh, throat, you know, he was recovering. So he really, he has that raspy sound, but I love it because I told him, I said, it's original and it really touches people because you know how we hear stuff nowadays and they done doctored and put Mm -hmm. these things on it you're like it's not really your voice or what is it you oh, know? yeah, because well, when you hear them live they sound totally different exactly <laughs> I, I'm, I'm truly amazed at what I hear sometimes because I do listen and actually singers your voice is not necessarily coming from your throat and a lot of singers don't understand that if they've never been trained in that or they have never studied voice. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, when you hear some of these newer singers, uh-huh. I'm talking about, I used to talk about seculars because you you knew they were doctoring up a lot of their stuff. Right. But now <laughs> to hear some of the gospel singers that, and you hear them live and you're like, is that really who this is is this really the person that (laughs) right right (laughs) you know so i don't know why people have gotten into the part of um using audio tune right to make the change make somebody sing in a different key if that's not the key that you sing in then you need to have the musicians to play in the key that you sing in and stay in that range you right. can you can build your body up. You can build your vo- your voice up. You can build your build your vocabulary to the point of reaching different levels, but without straining. Now, there's another thing where people will do that and they'll strain. Uh, it's it's not a natural uh, pro- projection. It is they're trying to pretend like they are in a soprano range when they're actually in an alto range (laughs) and when you do that you're actually doing more damage to yourself than anything so sing in your natural voice and like you said when you when you say even in raspy you hear some of the uh gospel artists who sing and have a little rasp or a little rattle to them right that's showing you that they are that's the authentic them Mm mm-hmm so I understand when you say you yeah, I did it raw. Okay, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> and when you say I did a remix, the first thing that comes to mind is when the Cosmos redid uh well the Warriors redid a song and the, the guy in the background says remix. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go into that and say that. I just yeah. you know, say, I was like, okay, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it is, um, it is an amazing feeling when you see the end results of something God gave you. Okay. It, it, it's, it's something else. And then I'll, I, I'll tell you, so uh, the, <laughs> the uh, Rhythm of Gospel Awards. So that was my first time going there. It oh. wasn't my first award, though. Uh, my first award was uh, from my first album, I'm Calling on You. It was, uh, I got a, a Independent Music Award uh, uh, award for He's Able, okay. uh, featuring uh, David Scott, who is the uh, lead singer for the sensational gospel tones of Williamsburg, another amazing individual with range. His range is is is, is crazy. So if, if if you just look up David Scott and hear him, you're like, wow, uh, you know, amazing. But <clears throat> so uh, I won that award <laughs> and. Me and my wife, we went to Dallas for the Rhythm of Gospel Award show. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Annette Clark, a phenomenal, you know, just a producer. And she was the one who submitted Psalms 117 to them. Oh, okay. So I didn't submit. 
you know, for it. I, I really didn't know anything about it because I'm, 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 I'm a different individual. When I say I'm having fun, um, that's really my character. I'm not out here, you know, um, looking for awards or, you know, I'm not, you know, I have fun. If I'm having fun, then I know the people who hear my music, mm -hmm. they truly are ministered and blessed, you know, through it because okay. it's not, you know, a different agenda attached to it. No, it's just, you know, hey, this is to bless your soul. Um, so, I was truly fortunate when I found out that I was nominated in, you know, five categories. And I was like, wow. So me and my wife, we go down. Now, this is a funny story here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we go down and my wife is teleworking because we flew in on Wednesday and the big show is on that Saturday. This is our first time going. I didn't know anything about, you know, the everything that goes on for mm -hmm. the whole four days. So I'm into comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife is teleworking. I don't want to, you know, mess with her while she's working. So I'm trying to figure out what do I do with myself to get out of her way? So I said, I wonder when the Comic-Con is coming to Dallas. So I pop it up. I was like, what is this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, babe, I'm going to go to, you know, the Comic-Con on Friday, you know? So she was like, okay, all right, cool, cool. So what I didn't know was that normally Comic-Cons go from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This one started on Friday. So the first day doesn't start early. It always starts late. Mm. So... It didn't start until four o'clock. So when I told her that, she said, well, I'll go with you. I was like, cool. So we got tickets and we went. So we had a ball because I, I also do comic books. So I'm also meeting people that I know, you know, and doing some signing, you know, mm. uh, and just having fun. So we go to eat afterwards so me and my wife were sitting there eating and i get a text and it was like congratulations you won uh <laughs> the worship cd of the year <laughs> i was like huh you know <laughs> i was like i thought this i thought the award show was on saturday i didn't know that they also did awards at the pre-show oh, okay friday so here it is. I'm not even there for the first award. <laughs> and then we went Saturday and I was blessed, you know, to win uh, the traditional CD of the year. And it was just crazy and funny. Me and my wife sitting there eating and, you know, huh, where this text come from? <laughs> <laughs> so nobody sent you an agenda or uh, a schedule of what was going to be going on? So. The agenda was in the book that, oh. and, and I ain't look in the book. <laughs> Nobody told me to, you know, Hey, look in the book. Or, and, and, you know, they didn't tell us like, you know, how you might get the nominees together and say, Hey, here's how, you know, everything's going to go. So, uh, so I, I just knew Saturday and we planned for Saturday. It said oh. red carpet. Okay, boom. Yeah. So, <laughs> lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then too, for the organizers of award shows, should give people some pre information, whether it be an email or uh, a letter or however they send you the book. But that's right. just me. And, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and probably, you know, lessons learned for them because when we come in and register, that would have been a perfect opportunity to open the book up and mm -hmm. say, Hey, here's, you know, the daily schedule of things and boom. So, you know, everybody's on the same page. Mm -hmm. Or had a banner, you know, uh, well, I'm involved with 
a couple of organizations. One of them is a, a international organization. And whenever we have conferences, mm-hmm. you know, even though some people have been there for years, there's always a banner that gives you the schedule. So right. if somebody forgets to tell you, or if you're so, I always say so caught up in the activity because there's so much, so much other things that are going on and being a person that has organized this event myself, make sure that you have postings of in different places because somebody may be standing at the registration table and getting, you know, agitated because they uh, flight got uh, delayed or something delayed. like that, <laughs> or uh, they lost a suitcase. My husband and I were going to do a conference and they lost his suitcase. Well, oh, he certainly couldn't present in my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny but yeah. anyway you know and he said what had happened was <laughs> so and it was it was like in a mountainous area so of course i don't know how many types of wardrobe we could find for him but anyway right. that was that was funny but you know you never know what people are coming to when they walk in the door where right. their focus is they may be focusing on something else or trying to get in a hotel or you know, anything mm-hmm. so uh just in and at a thought for people put the schedule up in banners in multiple places even at the if you know that a majority of the people are staying at a specific hotel put the banners up over there if you can ask them to put that up especially if they're bringing uh if you're bringing people into a concentrated area Mm -hmm. this is a high opportunity for businesses you're like hey we're gonna have this conference here we are expecting x amount of uh delegates to come in can we put a flyer or can we put you know, some postings or something here and the hotel's like, oh, they're going to stay here. Well, maybe we can give them a special discount, you know, something like right. that. So, yeah. And, and, and that out uh, there. you're absolutely right. I've been to some uh, functions where, especially we, we were at a Hilton and um, I've been at Hilton's where they put it on the TV. Mm. It's, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a conference going, they, you know, have it on the TV. So, yeah. When the person, you know, okay, schedule, you know, okay, got it. And even if somebody is visiting um, from another state, maybe not uh, in that specific conference or something like that, they can, uh, somebody that's not involved when it's like, hey, that sounds interesting. I may want to go to that because they may not have anything planned. And that's another way to get ticket sales. Okay, enough of the PR stuff. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I can rattle on about some stuff. Hey, 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 I'm the same way. <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about you and your music. So anyway, <laughs> let me ask you this. So you're uh-huh. the writer and producer of yes. your music. Uh, are you, do you own your own label or are you with a specific label? No, I'm uh independent uh so I'm not on a label and I haven't created a label, um, but I own all my own stuff. Um, that's, that's one thing that I love. And I, I definitely employ anybody who is making music that that's the one thing that you want control of. You want to own your stuff because um, you can pass that down to your, you know, your family. Mm-hmm. And, um your kids whatever talk, it is. talk a little bit more about that because sometimes people don't realize what they can transfer i was listening to this young man who was uh doing this little blurb and uh it was his father was giving him a house and he said don't just give me the house put it in trust right and he was trying to explain that so Talk a little bit more about that, owning your own stuff and being an independent artist and what you can pass on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, You want to do things in the proper fashion. For instance, uh, I pay the money to get my stuff copyrighted, uh, you know, to protect yourself, uh, protect yourself and to protect your kids, whoever you pass it on to, 
uh, after you transition, you know, they're protected because it's copywritten and they are the owners. And I agree with, uh, I was actually uh, looking into that, um, a trust uh, this past week because uh, there's a difference. There's a difference between a will, there's a difference between an estate plan, and there's a difference between a trust. And I think what many people fail to realize they look at a dollar sign instead of the benefit, mm -hmm. you know, the value that you're getting from the benefit. So let's just, you know, raw numbers, we'll say a raw number, uh, a will probably, you know, 300 somewhere around there, or some cases you can get done for free if you're, you know, like military or whatnot. Estate plan, you know, is a higher level. It's not a will, it's an estate plan you know, where you can still designate and have a higher level of protection, but it's going to cost you a little bit more. A trust is like operating like a business. What I mean is you're thinking on a high level. You can get tax benefits and you can actually design it to where when I, you know, transition, this is how I want everything to go, not just right now, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But for instance, that house that the individual was talking about, you can say, okay, here's, you're getting the house, but guess what? You have to put this amount of money, let's say it's a rental property. This amount from that rental property has to go into this account to pay for repairs for this house. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you can designate to where uh, you're, you're putting a, a success plan in place and same with your music you know you can have it where okay when i transition all of these copyrights are transferred to this you know individual or these individual mm -hmm. you can designate you know how you want that music to uh be protected okay. so uh, uh definitely do things in the proper fashion. It might cost you $2,500 to do the trust, but it costs that much because of the benefit. And mm -hmm. if you start generating cash flow from your music, then that trust can help you uh, definitely in that retrospect because, like I said, it operates more like a business, which also gives you tax breaks. I own three businesses myself. You know, because I, I tell people all the time, my wife be killing me, you know? <laughs> no, she not. No, she not. <laughs> I, I will not. I'll stand in, in, her, in her stead. No, she <laughs> not. <laughs> what, what I mean is this. My wife, uh, she, you know, she works for DOJ, so she pull in a pretty penny, but I got to pay taxes on that mug, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, man, I need I need some businesses to balance this thing out. <laughs> so so yeah, people don't understand. Um, businesses help you, you know, whether you are large or small. You know, um, trust is not something that's new. Uh, it's been around for a while. We're just new to it and mm -hmm. new to the concept, and also new to the advantages of doing it. It's almost like life insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, people think of it in a, a different, you know, type of mindsets. But if you understand how to utilize it in the proper way, then you do it early. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's just different things to think that, about. That's a form of generational wealth. Correct. When, when people uh, talk about those, those things and you and people try to figure out, well, what, how do I get to generational wealth? Well, I'm sure you're living differently than your parents are living. And you got that way because they worked hard for it, got to a certain point. Not only, I think part of generational wealth also is watching your parents or watching your elders do something and you say, okay, I see that they did that and I can go and do this as well. It's not, I don't think personally that it's always somebody giving you money, handing you money. That's not generational wealth. Generational mm -hmm. wealth to me encompasses 
teaching me how to get or maintain what you've shown me. Mm-hmm. My parents, if my parents work all of their lives and they retire, I always, I always joke with my parents because my parents have now retired. And I talk about them all the time. I say, okay, retiree. <laughs> 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 but that is a goal that I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. because I know that they worked hard. They uh, did a lot of things. And that's part of growing to the point of, because i I was talking to somebody not too long ago and it sounds like I'm jumping different places, but uh, they, they aren't really looking towards retirement. Seriously. Come on. That's when life really begins is exactly. retirement. Cause you don't have to, you don't have to punch a clock, right? talk to a boss, work with that uh, incorruptible person that you have to work with. You will then conduct yourself. Mm-hmm. So that to me, that's part of generational wealth, not necessarily money. Uh, in in the most part, but of teaching me how to live and how to grow and develop better for the next generation behind me. So. Yeah, here, here, here's what I would have asked that individual who uh, made that statement. <clears throat> Did you prepare yourself for retirement? Mm. Because a lot of people, you know, uh, they work because it's not a choice. It's because they have to, they haven't, you know, uh, prepared themselves. And that's what you're talking about. What you're talking about is, is, you know, I always say there's a thing called, uh, just like you have compound interest, you also have compound knowledge. Mm. That's what we've been doing. We've been taking the knowledge that our parents, you know, are the ones who came before us that they poured into us and we've compounded and we we're like, okay, I see how you did that. But you know what, with technology now, you know, I can do this with it and, you know, I can actually do it a little faster or, and you also take those lessons learned. You say, okay, uh, they are telling you, Hey, we tried this. Don't do that. So that helps you speed up the process. And you're absolutely right. It's the mindset. Mm -hmm. If an individual does not have the mindset, then they don't prepare themselves. Or I'll even go this far. They don't have a goal that they're trying to obtain. Mm. Like me and you, we're trying to, you know, obtain that goal. Uh, me and my wife were talking about, hey, guess what? She, 65? I'm like, 62. I want to stop working. And she's like, okay, 65. You know, but that's that's where we're headed and that's everything we're doing guess what is to put us in line with that mm-hmm. if you don't have the mindset to even set a goal then what are you where are you headed mm-hmm. what are you doing all this for and that's how i do my music you know <laughs> the music is guess what when god gives me something well there's my goal you know, he gave it to me for a reason. He mm-hmm. didn't give it for me to hoard. He said, okay, here, here's, I'm putting this in your spirit. And I'm like, okay, that's the goal. So, all right, hey, hey, Richard, we need to get in the lab. And then I watch what happens. And then it's like, okay, Lord, here's what I hear. Who? And it's like, he'll send me somewhere. Like, for instance, I'm working on a song. Uh, I'm already working on the third album. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm working on, uh, I got two songs already done. God Got Me Now and uh, Just Follow with uh, God Got Me Now has mo horns in it. Phenomenal horn section. Uh, they they killed it. Uh, it has uh, Richard Davis and his wife. I finally got his wife, Jennifer, who <laughs> she can blow. Oh man! Finally, took me took me two years for him to even ask her. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to see what she was about. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got oh on just follow. I got on uh, uh, Travis Dites, a phenomenal. Uh, bass bass player. Oh, uh, got uh, Jeremy Wilder, Minister Jeremy Wilder. And, oh man, it just 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 crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, I can't wait for y'all to hear 
just follow. And I'm working on uh, Count It All Joy right now and going back to what I was talking about. So Count It All Joy, um, I, I didn't know who I wanted to lead. Mm. I knew what style. And, I, and, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I need a lead for this. And I went to a John P. Key, you know, concert. And one of his background singers came to the front and she just, you could hear her story through her singing. Okay. You know, the song wasn't about, you know, her story, but from her singing, you could tell she has a story, you know, it's like, oh, she's been through some things. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you want in a lead. You want someone who is going to take ownership of a song. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, pour, pour out. So her, I was like, I need to know who she is, you know? <laughs> so I got Jaleel Brown tracking her down for me. But then, and I've known Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan uh, Mercer for a while because he's the lead singer to um, a faithful connection. Okay. And I was listening with a different ear this time, you know? (laughs) And when he started, I said, okay, Lord, I got two leads. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to just have them both do it. (laughs) And, and, And after that, then I might come out with a different version where I have both of them on, you know, the same song as if it was a duet. Okay. But, you know, that's just how God do. If, if I need a lead, just like you said before, just ask. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, Lord, I need a lead. So who, who, who are you going to, you know, put in my path? And he put two in my path. Okay. So, so yeah, yeah. But that's how it is. That's just, you know, just ask. I'm going to have to write. I'm going to write a song. I like that. (laughs) Well, I'm going to ask you. See, here I am. (laughs) I'm going to ask you. um, Tell the audience. So we know you got a new one coming out. A couple of new ones. A new album coming out. But tell the audience more about how they can uh, get in contact with you or any other. um, uh, Do you have concerts coming up or something like that? Oh, nice, nice. I appreciate you. So uh, people can definitely uh, catch up with me on uh, Facebook. I have a Facebook page, uh, Patrick Foreman and the family. Um, They can definitely link up with me on uh, IG. It's uh, just Patrick D. Foreman. Um, They can um, catch up with me on Twitter. I'm also, you'll see me hanging on Twitter sometime. Uh, same Patrick D. Uh, Foreman. So, uh, if you are looking for me, sometimes you might see uh, Black Cotton, like the plant, Black Cotton Comic, because that's my comic book. So, if you want to see me, you'll see me at Comic Cons or you'll see me hanging there. And uh, I'm working on a live recording that I'm going to do in uh, Virginia, North, it's uh, Dumfries, Virginia, Virginia, at uh, a place called uh, Tempo, uh, a phenomenal uh, venue that I just discovered. And uh, I went with uh, Philip Carter. Philip Carter came down from uh, uh, Maryland, and uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome to see him. I've, I've talked to him, and I've seen him on Zoom, mm-hmm. but to actually meet Philip Carter uh, Stella Award winner, you know, in person, and uh, we actually walked the space. So we're planning to uh, do a live concert, and that's when I'm going to reveal uh, some of the music from the third uh, album that we're working. So I'll probably do that either early next year. That's what I'm looking at. I want to get all the pieces together, okay, and all the uh, people together. Cause I definitely want. Angelica Baylor there and I want to make sure that uh we have a Holy Ghost good time uh <laughs> you know in there just a, a a live feel with the live band and just people uh I think I'm gonna call it um uh, uh let loose because uh I feel sometimes 
that people feel restricted, mm-hmm. held back. And it's not that other people are doing the restricting or the holding, but they hold themselves back. And I can identify mm. with that. Okay. You know, that's why I said, you know, uh, I think that's why I'm going to call it because I'm going to get loose. I'm going to let loose. And it's going to be it's going to be a great time. Okay. So, uh, so definitely stay in contact so we can um, uh, definitely link up and people can come out and have a, a blessed time and just uh, enjoy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're well, in Chicago, you said. Uh, yeah, but yeah. In the outskirts of Chicago, you know, everybody always says Chicago, but in the outskirts of Chicago at this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife is uh, uh, from Harvey. Uh, oh, okay. So. I know where Harvey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my grandparents uh, were in um, Robbins, which was right almost across the street from Harvey, but anyway. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. So so she, she says she's going to take me, you know, uh, she didn't say she's gonna take me to Harvey. She said she's gonna take me to Chicago. I guess she don't think I I, I would um, you know make it out. <laughs> but uh it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but up there, yeah, we're gonna come down. So definitely when we uh come down, I'll make sure I let you know so you know we can uh continue, you know, talking gospel music. Okay. All right, then. And I want to thank my guest, Patrick Foreman, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed the episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this podcast segment. Also, If you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to letstalktogmg at gmail.com. That's letstalk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. You may also like and share the podcast, or if you subscribe, you will be notified when the newest show is published. And then what's new on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold is we have a radio show. Yay! (laughs) That is on WMRMDB Internet Radio Station, which comes on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. Come on, everybody, let's lift that praise. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Sing it, all ye. Come on, exalt the Lord, all ye people. Come on, lift it up and sing it again. Say, exalt the Lord. If we can do it, you can too. Inspirations from award-winning speakers and leaders. And I have been afforded the opportunity to participate as one of the chapter authors. If you would like to know more about how to purchase this book, get in contact with me at Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or 
your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church. How to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan. Mm -hmm.